I wasn't recording. Any of it? No. Any of it? No, not any of you're, you're Not any of it? No. Not any of it? No. I hit record! I hit pause while we were figuring that out and I forgot to unpause it. Are you upset with me? Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Ah, that was going well. I know. I know. We can do it again. We can do it again. Not come on. Same way. Oh, come on. We can still do it well. And a five, six, seven, eight. Welcome back to Kicking and Streaming, where we yak about media that messed us up as a generation. And didn't it mess us up? I'm Carrie. I'm Ross. And this week we are saying hi from hiatus. Hi, guys. How you doing? It's a new year. New you. Not really. Me (laughs) 2.0. I like that. Same me, new year. Same me, new operating (laughs) software. We are recording live from my cavernous basement. Yeah, it's if it sounds a little cavernous, please forgive us. It's a new space. <laughs> we don't have the cloth on the walls yet. Before we get down to business, I just want to say thank you to everyone who participated in our December contest. Yes, thank you for that. Everyone who left us a review last month, we put them all in a little hat and we drew one at random. The review we drew, that lucky listener will choose the first feature we cover in 2020. <sighs> We have received that winner's selection. Uh huh. Uh huh. And we will be announcing that feature at the end of the episode. <laughs> you gotta stick around. Okay. If we have any new listeners with us, hi! Trying to find new podcasts in 2020, huh? Come and join this watch party. How on earth did you stumble on this? Mm. <laughs> what could you possibly have been searching? Uh, did you mean to listen to the other podcast <laughs> called Kicking and Streaming? I was mad when I found out it had been taken. Yeah. I didn't have any other ideas. We really didn't. (laughs) No, we didn't. (laughs) Uh, Please let us welcome you to our little watch party. Hi, welcome to our basement. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like Wayne's World in here, officially. I get to be Dana Carvey. Oh, fine. You have to be Mike Myers. Fine. I don't want to be Mike Myers. (laughs) (laughs) Ross, how would you describe our show to someone we've never met? Well... I think that we are two very um, seasoned intellectuals who are pioneering um, the art of the auditory film critique. (laughs) We're very reputable amongst people who stare at corn all day. It's me and my sister. We watch movies that fucked us up as kids. No, it literally, yeah, we literally like to review content that was made in between the beginning of our generation and now. Everything that has shaped us into the hopeless individuals we are. Hopeless, anxious individuals. Yes. Movies are not just about experiences for us. It's also about the experiences we share. It's a communication method for us. (laughs) So that's why we're encouraging you to go follow us on Twitter where you can tell us how you feel about the movies we cover and how your experiences are different or similar. So you can follow us on Twitter at Kick and Stream. K-I-C-K-N-S-T-R-E-A-M. Very good. Yes. Nice. On today's show, we're going to do a little potpourri. One man's toxic sludge is another man's potpourri. <laughs> so this is our toxic sludge. Yes. 
This is our toxic sludge, folks. While we're working on the first episode of the year, with the feature we'll announce again at the end of the episode. Come on, come on, come on, come on. No. Ah, the people want to know. I said no. The people want to know. <laughs> All right. But while we work on that, we're going to just do a little potpourri style show. First, we're going to play a little trivia game. And after that, we'll be chatting about a subject we've been mentioning on and off for a while on this show. And I am talking about Fleas on Cats in a Dumpster on Fire, the movie, <laughs> better known as Tom Hooper's movie musical, Cats. Ross is already physically... <laughs> Hairball. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just the kind of fucking humor that's in it. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> anyway, I'm saving my tantrum. We're not going to break down the whole movie of Cats. We're just going to talk about the things we didn't like and the things we really hated. I will, Girl Scouts Honor, have something nice to say about this movie before the end of that conversation. How? <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. And believe me, I am going to... I don't see myself ever getting there. Believe me, I am going to eat crow. All right. And after that, we'll be announcing the winner of our December contest and their pick for 2020. 2002! You want to do a little catch-up while I set up this game? I thought you were going to make a condiment joke. Not going to oh, lie. I was on vacation for most of the break, right? Yes. So I, I didn't get to see a lot of your shenanigans over the New Year holiday. No, no you did not. You, you didn't. So Carrie Ann was vacationing on Sanibel Island with Vice President Mike Pence. Do not say I was vacationing with him. You two were on the island together. We were in the same five-mile radius. Yeah, together. We're pretty sure we we're we're pretty sure we drove by where he was though, because there was like a SWAT team, like in, not at all inconspicuously camped out on the side of the road. Was he there for something, or was he just there dicking around? He was just there to chill. Okay. I think he saw friends. I don't know. There's no government to run, I guess. He gummed up traffic for half a day. So, yeah, while you were in Florida. Stop. Okay, so we had a really big New Year's Eve party at my house. And we got the big blow up 2020, the 2020. But we switched it, so it said 2002. And when the New Year rang and we were like, it's 2002. And the restaurant I was at, they screwed up the countdown three different times. Three times? Yes, because the first the person at the microphone announced it based on their watch, which was like 30 seconds ahead of the television. Watch the television! Well, and then someone ran in to tell them that the countdown was about to start on the television, and that person with the watch started over, and then the actual countdown happened on the television like five seconds later. It was like, row, row, row your boat, row, row, row your boat. It was bad. It is chaos in Florida. But, oh my gosh, I sat down to watch the news one morning and I saw this news story about a bag of headless chickens that had been found on the side <laughs> of the highway. <laughs> what the hell, Florida? Everything goes in Florida. But I had a very nice time. While I was on the island, I visited... My Mike Pence. No! I'm sorry, who did you visit? I visited this antique store that we always go to whenever we go down there. Uh-huh. I find you some great things there. You no. do. You found me a copy of Look Magazine with Jacqueline Kennedy of Nassets on the front. And it was from July 4th, 1961. 
in. I mean, name something that's more you. I know. I loved it. I loved looking through it. It's in great condition. I actually do think I can give you something that's more you. And it's something that I wanted to wait to give you until we were live. Am I going to be hysterical? <laughs> um, you can't make me be hysterical. You're not going to be hysterical. I think you're going to wonder what twist of fate brought me to finding this thing. Okay. Like the odds of me coming across this item are one in a million. If you guys are loyal listeners, you'll remember the Grease 2 episode when Ross gushed for a full 30 seconds about one Tab Hunter. Tab Hunter. Ooh la la. <laughs> Guys, Google Tab Hunter 1955, you'll thank me. <laughs> Doesn't matter if you're a boy, girl, or a non-binary pal, you'll think he's pretty tasty. <laughs> yes, Tab Hunter was pretty yummy back in the day. Good for him. And in this crate full of lithographs, oh, no. I found a laminated sign headshot of Tab Hunter. <laughs> what? <laughs> no way. <laughs> Wait. What are the odds? That's so funny. You know what the funniest thing about it was? Is that Gavin was standing next to me and he's like, who is that? And I went, Gavin, and this old man next to me in baseball cap and shorts looks at Gavin and goes, oh, my child, how do you not know who Tab Hunter is? And I was like, oh, man. Oh, my God. Hello. <laughs> Parts of a flower are so constructive that very, very often the wind will cause pollination. Carrie, this is so stupid. I know. I love it. Dab Hunter, anyone? <laughs> so I thought we would play a little trivia game. Maybe this will be my biggest regret as a podcaster. Mm -hmm. I don't know. We're going to find out. Mm -mm. But I thought from an auditory perspective, this would be very funny. Yeah. Okay. So what I have here is one of those games where you put the mouth spreader in and then you try to say things. Yeah. You're, you're holding it in your hand and you look quite confused. I don't know how this goes in your mouth. I'm going to show you. Looks like a crab. I know. But first I'm going to explain what we're going to do, okay? Okay. These are supposed to be movie lines that are written on these cards. Yes. But you can see they're words that don't make sense, right? Like for instance, this one says, Bore gonna weed a rigor moat. Okay. We're going to need a bigger boat. Yeah, but it's going to be really hard to understand you with that spreader in your mouth. Okay? Okay. But instead of telling me the line, you're going to give me the movie it's from. We're making it harder. Uh, why? I'm hoping because it will be funny. Okay. <laughs> Who has to put the thing in their mouth? We're going to take turns. because. Okay, okay. I want to go first. <laughs> okay. Having this in my mouth. Okay. Wait, does that mean I have to read them? Yeah. Okay, how do I put this in my mouth? I don't want to have to keep asking you on air, how do I put this in my mouth? <laughs> Hold on, I'll show you in one you, second. That's what you said one second ago. I'm really anxious to get this in and out of my mouth. So the larger side is going to go in your mouth. And yes, I have washed these. Okay. Like that. Oh. Oh, hi. <laughs> And if you don't think you can listen to that for an extended period of time, 
I'll put the time code when this game is over. Okay. Okay, so what? I just read you the card. Okay, I'm gonna put you on a timer. Okay. Okay, and remember, I have to give you the name of the movie that it's from. Ready? Okay, hold on. I have Hickles, Meg. Good What? No. I have Hickles, Meg. Good milk me. <laughs> I have nipples, Greg. Can you milk me? Is that what it is? That's from Meet the Parents. Oh, Christ. I feel the read, the heed, the lead. <laughs> I feel the need, the need for speed. From Top Gun. Oh, it's so... Uh, you don't like I it. need a napkin or something. <laughs> make it. Okay. Pollution me on a goblin. <laughs> what? Pollution, we have a goblin. Houston, we have a problem? Yeah. From Apollo 13. The, the worst will need with you always. Dish for ends, not nude. <laughs> One more time. Dish for ends, not nude. Fish are friends, not food. Uh, okay. From Finding Nemo. This is disgusting. <laughs> I can't hear you for you, but I can hear you. Again, please. I can't marry you, but I can marry you. Oh, oh, I can't carry it for you, but I can carry you. <laughs> Return yeah, King. yeah, yeah. All's done. <laughs> One more? Yeah. You're looking at you, Squid. <laughs> <laughs> that one's much too easy. Not doing that again. <laughs> my spit is on my eyeglass lenses. <laughs> Yuck. I don't know what to do with it. I'm putting it in the sink. <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> it was from Casablanca, by the way. <laughs> All right, let's see what she got. My turn? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Play the rock. If you spit at me once. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Do it again. May the rods be clutter in your layer. May the odds be ever in your favor. The Hunger Games. Effie Trinket. Nobody puts baby in the corner. Nobody puts baby in the corner. Patrick Swayze. Dirty Dancing. 1986. TV's unknown. <laughs> One more time. TV's unknown. TV's unknown. No. TV's unknown. <laughs> TB's unknown? No. Weeby Soka. T Baby Mama, 2006. TV's unknown. E.T. Phone Home. There you go. E.T. 1983. You're such a show off. You know all the years. I'm sorry. I, you know I like time. Put that shit back in your mouth. You're not done yet. Yeah, it's gross, isn't it? <laughs> You're saying? To infinity and respond. To infinity and beyond. I did Buzz not... Lightyear. Toy Story. 1995. I, I did not think you'd get that one. But you said it in the same cadence. I know. <laughs> That's why I don't think this game is very hard. <laughs> Axe on, Axe off, Axe on, Axe off. Like, how else am I supposed to read that? <laughs> Try the one on the back, because we all know what that is. If you found that real wrong. One more time. <laughs> if you filled it, we will run. If you filled it. 
If you filled it, we will rum. Do you know? It is. What is it? It's from Field of Dreams. Oh. <laughs> okay. Keep going. Last one, okay? All right. <laughs> You'll like it, I promise. Put that in your mouth. Mm. You're airing me a far pizza. <laughs> You're airing me a far pizza. <laughs> Come on. Again? You're airing me a far pizza. <laughs> You're tearing me apart, Lisa! <laughs> Lisa, you're tearing me apart! From Tommy Wiseau, The Room. <laughs> when did the fucking room come out? Who knows, it's timeless. Okay. Oh, hi, Mark. Will you just go put it in the sink? <laughs> oh my god! I don't... You did! I'm very sorry. We'll be right back. fun and gross. Yeah. I liked it. Most of the way. Ugh. Ross doesn't care for saliva. I mean, no. I mean, if I'm kissing you, sure. Not keep it to yourself. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't need it. I don't know what you do with your mouth. All right. We've come to this conversation. Do you want to begin on a positive note and talk about the things we enjoyed about cats? Okay, here's the thing. There is no positive note to begin on. <laughs> well, I don't know which episode it was we started talking about it on. I don't know if it was Cinderella or Closer to December. I don't know. When you first heard that they were going to make cats into a movie, you were fussy. Because I'm not against them remaking the film. I'm against the fact that they did it so poorly. <laughs> you know, here's the thing. It's a song and dance show. That's why it's so exhilarating. Because you get to see all of these humans acting like fucking cats. And they're singing impeccably and dancing exquisitely. And you're just like, ooh, got me again, Andrew Lloyd Webber. <laughs> Shut up and take my money. Starlight's the same way. Phantom of the Opera. Joseph. All the showstoppers. He has a knack for this. And he also has Cameron McIntosh on his side, who has staged every famous musical today. I don't know. He's done a lot of stuff. It's weird material to begin with. Absolutely. And it's all adapted from T.S. Eliot's book. Most of the lyrics are written by T.S. Eliot. T.S. Eliot, who was definitely hitting the opium while he was writing this nonsense. Are you kidding me? Yeah. This is about his neighborhood cats. Yeah. This is about the cats in his neck of the woods. And like the imaginary cult that is going on in the alley outside his home. Jellical cats come out tonight. There is a strong case for the Jellicals being a cult. They literally have a ceremony every year where they compete for the chance to die and go to a fabled afterlife. Basically, the plot of cats is explained in Orange is the New Black. Pence Tucky comes up to the table and goes, what y'all doing? Playing a game. A game as old as time. What's it called? Exclusion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you know the plot, you know the plot. Like, if you're a fan, you're a fan and you'll understand my frustrations. But I've loved it all my life. We both have. We've loved it since childhood. We used to watch that shit every damn day. 
I think that even in its infancy on the Broadway stage in the early 80s, I even think that was mediocre. I think the the taped the ni- performance that we had as kids, the 1998 tape performance, is the best production of Cats. Because it's the one I grew up with, yes, but all around the best. Because <laughs> it utilized performers from the OBC and newcomers. It used, you know, the same production crew, the same production designers, all that great stuff. If they were going to do it again, I really wanted them to do it right. And that's tape it. It's not... It does, it's not... It's the, not it, a film to be shot. Yeah, it, it doesn't need to get this film treatment where we have, you know, the extraneous action taking place between numbers and they tried their best to string this plot together in a way that was consumable on, yeah. on the silver screen. And it just didn't go well. Yeah, and it's so not good that way. Mm-hmm. Like, Cats is a sung through... Thing. It's like an opera or like a, a concert. Yeah, exactly. With with singing and dancing. It's got a thread of a plot holding it together. Like most operas. <laughs> so w- let's start with some things we loved about the old one. Okay, the things I loved about the old one was they had new orchestrations for it. It was remastered in a way that never has been done to that score before. It literally will never sound better than that. And I mean, I don't want to say never, but like it didn't in this film. No, it sure did not. They ruined a lot of the arrangements for me. This was one of those movies that was an early indicator of of my queerness. You think so? Yeah, because on the one... Oh, yeah? Listen to me. Okay, I'll try. I'm not... I'm not saying that I was attracted to pussycat people, okay? That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that between Rum Tum Tugger and Bumbalarina, there were a lot of things, there were a lot of performances that I enjoyed. That's what I'm saying about that. Okay. That's the purest way I can put it. No, yeah, everybody in that performance out of costume is pretty toasty. I mean. (laughs) Pretty hot. Yeah, everybody. (laughs) You asked me other things I like about the original. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Elaine Page. Oh, Elaine Page. Elaine Page. The best. Elaine, pa- Elaine Page and Ken Page. Yeah. Who were both in the original production and in the 98 taping. Are they related? They are not. Okay. Ken, I, I didn't know. The difference is her last name is spelled P-A-I-G-E I, yeah. and his is P-A-G-E. Yeah. He's also American. He's also the voice of Oogie Boogie in The Nightmare Before Christmas. He sure is. <laughs> um, Elaine Page... Which I just love saying. Who would you like to be as famous as, Susan? Elaine Peach? (laughs) I'm from Blackford at one time. It's a little group of villagers. Had to think there. Elaine Page is the best Grizabella, in my opinion. There's no no one that will match. There's a strong case for Betty Buckley. Yes, Betty Buckley has... But here's the thing. Elaine Page puts both the soul and the voice into it. You know what I mean? Betty Buckley's mostly putting voice in. There's not a lot of soul. You know what I mean? Check the related media. We're going to drop clips of both, okay? And yes. you guys let us know on Twitter yeah. what you think. Go to Twitter and let us know who's the better Grizabella, Betty or Elaine. How about things we liked about the new one? Francesca Hayward. Yes. She is a stunning 
performer. Her presentation, her technique. I don't know shit about dancing, but I love the way she dances. It takes me through emotions. Yeah. She does a really good job of being the newcomer. Like, everyone just has to be stupid around her, you know? And she can just give it her all, even if it's not the main thing that's going on. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. She was robbed, honestly, because she's a beautiful dancer. Yeah. And that CGI ruined it. Definitely. It's she, like I said, she's a very talented, expressive dancer. And the CGI just buffed that away. You know that I have a very soft spot in my heart for Tom Hooper. I do. I do. Because he, he's a great filmmaker. And he directs lots of things you like. He he has such an affinity for production design. Mm-hmm. And like just bringing it all together. If he's, an, he's one of those immersive filmmakers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You really get put there. Yeah. And that was one. Okay. Listen, even though the proportions of everything change the rules all the time and don't always make sense. I loved the proportioned settings. Yeah. With the gigantic couches and the cutlery. Yeah. And strings of pearls. Gotta make everything proportional. Again, it wasn't consistent, but I did love it. I mean, that's a good concept, but again, not a film. (laughs) It's not a film. It's a stage production. But anyway, I like the creative, um effort yeah you you want to give them a b for effort (laughs) i'm getting more and more mentally ill every second i don't rip into this film okay okay do you want to talk about things you didn't like yes carrie i would love to talk about the things i didn't like i would like to be in the meeting yes we're working title sat down and said cats let's give Universal Pictures, $90 million, (laughs) and have them do Cats, one of the most beloved, longest-running musicals of all time. $90 million. This is going to be some pretty great stuff. You know, $90 million. The worlds we could go to, the lengths we could go to. That was the first issue. (laughs) You gave him too much money. (laughs) And what happens when you give people too much money? They go too far. (laughs) And you you guys want to know the profit? Guys want to know the profit? Uh Uh-huh. 60 million. That's pathetic. Yeah. They lost $30 million on this film. Was it worth it, guys? Was it worth it? (laughs) Was it Universal Pictures? And working title? Did Drew see it? Did Andrew see this piece of crap? First of all, I want to know who decided that these cats would have human feet and hands. Why? Really, Post? (laughs) Really? That's one of my first really Post moments. I love the way in the stage shows, they have fingers, but like they're covered up by hand warmers. And many of them are obviously wearing dance shoes. So you can't see their toes. Yes. So, like, it makes It makes sense. sense. Why didn't you just edit their paws on them? I, I, and I'm not saying that paws wouldn't have looked weird either. I'm saying they should have gone the way that stage productions usually go with mm-hmm. it. They have human noses. I know. It doesn't look right. It doesn't look right. What I just, what I could not get over was 
how we could have hired some incredibly talented practical makeup effects artists. You mean like they do for the stage production? Yes! <laughs> I hate to be a prissy little purist over here, but it just would have looked better. We get it. We know that they're not actually human cats dancing and singing. There's a suspension of disbelief. Yes. You don't have to make them look so real that we're face down in the uncanny valley. Yeah. It bothered me so much. Deep. And it bothered many people. Deep fake. And listen, these are not hot takes. These are things that are obvious. We're just going to talk about how much it enrages us. It has been declared a box office bomb. Let's talk about the people that are comprising this cast. First of all, I want to say that um, it is elder abuse to put Judy Dench and Sir Ian McKellen into this film. Oh my god! I understand their casting, and it's pretty neat if you think about it. Judy Dench was supposed to be the original Grizabella. Which why? I, I don't know. She's not a good singer. You don't know that. I do know that. I saw Cats. <laughs> <laughs> she could have been a peach back in her day. Maybe back in 1980, whatever the hell. But she fell and twisted her ankle. Yeah, and this is just, I guess, her kind of getting what was coming to her. Well, you know what kind of ticks me off about that is she twisted her ankle so she couldn't do it. But, like, Elaine Page literally limps the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> That's too good. It's kind of like when they fired Buddy Ebsen because he was cast as the Tin Man. And they put aluminum powder all over his face. And he broke out in hives. And so, yeah, he was about to die. Yeah. So they had to fire him. <laughs> but they quietly changed Jack Haley's makeup to aluminum paste, oh. which would not have affected his lungs. Shady. Anyway, I like the idea of making old Deuteronomy female. And, and just the diff different female, please. Aww. But uh, John Mills... Mm -hmm. They had Gus the theater cat, and so I understand why they chose Ian McKellen to do this. And, you know, he was one of my favorite parts about it. He was mine, too. Like, he did a really good job. He did. And he's not a crappy singer. I just keep thinking about how unhappy he said he was during The Hobbit, though, like with all the green screen and everything. Yeah. And I can only imagine that he was just as unhappy. Probably. Here's the part where we eat crow. Because if you remember... The episode where we first talked about this, you were upset about Taylor Swift being cast as Bumbalarina. Yeah, I don't like her. <laughs> I, I'm not asking you to like her. I am asking you, what did you think of her performance? It was good. Yeah, I know. And that's one of the things that's most maddening <laughs> to me about this, is that she was one of the best parts of the movie. <laughs> Why can't you just enjoy it and not be mad? Because. Taylor Swift is not Bombolarina. <laughs> I'm sorry. She's just not. Taylor Swift played Taylor Swift in this version of Cats. Well, which cat is that? Oh, that's Taylor. <laughs> she was also in it for five seconds. I know, right? Also, why is James Corden billed first? <laughs> Starring James Corden. Then Judy Dench. Judy Dench is at least in the whole movie. Yeah. Can we talk about the character assassination of one Mr. Mistopheles? In the old one, they start singing about him before he even gets there. And then, boom, flash of lightning. And this queen comes down from the ceiling. Yeah. In a light-up, sparkly sequin jacket. You mean because in the show, he's a good magician? <laughs> yeah. 
And in this, this, whatever this is, he's terrible? Like, he lacks confidence in the film version, and like... The point of Mr. Mistopheles is that he's one of the kittens, and he's magical, and he can make anything he ha- happen that he wants, because he's magic. He's supposed to be confident, like... Exactly. His song is so great in the stage version, and I love the choreography in that number, and all of the post-effects they had to do when he, like, zaps the ground uh-huh. and everything. I love it. And in this version, it was like everybody was his cheerleader and like the song just got like louder over the course of four minutes. That was all that happened. His performance was fine. I just didn't like what they did. Rebel Wilson was not funny. No, she was not. Listen, I know Rebel Wilson is funny and she was in the Pitch Perfects, but she ain't Pitch Perfect. Jenny any dots. I do too. She's one of my favorites. Thank you, my dears. That was that the whole Gumby Cat sequence is fucking weird. It's lit. It's weird. <laughs> when, you, you know the moment where she unzips her whole skin <laughs> and jumps out of it? What the fuck is that? She's eating these tiny little cockroach people. They all are. They're all going nuts for all these tiny little... These singing, dancing cockroach people are being eaten alive. It's just silly. It's stupid. It's not as weird as the rumpus cat scene, which was uh, omitted from the film. The whole battle of the peaks and the pollicles sequence, I can understand why it was removed. It's got some problematic lyrics. Because T.S. Eliot, God bless him, was probably bigoted. He was. Also, one thing that is added into this version that is exempted from the version that we know is Growl Tiger's Last Stand. Oh, yeah. Like, literally, this whole plot line is left out of the version that we know. But literally throughout the story of Cats, Growl Tiger is like a minion of Macavity. And he's, he's helping him kidnap the cat. He's happening, like, literally, a cat will come out, do a number, get seduced with food, and vanish. Yeah. Like. Because McCavity just, like. he like, He's eliminating them as choices to be selected to be reborn. Because he wants to be reborn. Yeah. His nine lives are up. <laughs> and he wants another chance, you know? But, like, he's just touching them. Yeah. And poof. Poof. <laughs> Bye-bye. When he took. Gus, when he took Ian McCallan, mm-hmm. the way he was just like, McCavity. And then, like, Ian McCallan disappeared? Yes. Oh, I laughed. Do you remember me laughing? I do. I do. I remember everyone laughing. Oh, my God. Um, whoever is responsible for Jason Derulo's appearance as the Rum Tum Tugger, <laughs> you should be prosecuted. Like, that's that's the short of it. Jason Derulo's got a nice voice. but He's got a really good voice. He does. Stick to pop. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. <laughs> I also think they gave him a lousy arrangement. James Corden mm-hmm. is perfect for Bostifer Jones. However, that was the gayest Bostifer Jones I've ever seen. Oh my God. And listen. What's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. Bostifer Jones could be the biggest queen on St. James Street. <laughs> I don't care. It was just too on the nose. Yeah. You know, like, Bostifer Jones' main thing isn't that he's gay. You know what I mean? It's like me when I played Shrek. Yeah. I was the gayest Shrek. You see me looking like I'm trying to run <laughs> in all that football gear? Yeah. I hate watching it. I hate watching the performance of it. 
watching my hands flop around. <laughs> like Tina on Bob's Burgers. Yeah. 100%. Oh, my God. I can't breathe. Finna traumatized. <laughs> anyway, I love Jennifer Hudson. Oh, no. Be, be, look, look at me in the Look at me in the Jennifer eyes. Hudson. Be nice to Jennifer Hudson. So much. She was great. In the Dreamgirls. She's going to be Aretha in the Aretha biopic. I'm I'm living. Remember when we saw that piano that Aretha Franklin played mm-hmm. in Muscle Shoals? I know. I wanted to faint. I know. She's going to be stellar. She is. I am going to say something good. The singing was bad. Because... You really think so? Yeah, because... I thought she was trying she to She do- was spending way too much time emoting. Well, I mean... She's really upset. Nobody loves her. I understand that, but that's the thing that's good. She was a very powerful conduit for that character. She did a really good job. You just wish she hadn't done so much sing crying? Of emote. Yes. I guess you could kind of make the same argument for Anne Hathaway and Les Mis. Yes, you could. You very much could. But it's still better. Oh. She still does a good job of singing and crying at you, the same time. You just didn't like the way it was hitting your eardrum. In my opinion, when you play Grizabella, I can forgive almost anything as long as you can hit that belt. Like, you get that part right, I don't care about the rest. The memory is I get it. I shouldn't be such a strict Catholic when it comes to originalism. (laughs) But you just like what you like. And here's the thing. That's why I think remake culture is BS. We all are going to we all have this strong bias against the new thing. I just I really just hate the amount of time, effort and money that was put into this piece of crap. And it's I mean, I'm being harsh. You are. I'm being harsh. Because a lot of work was put into it. Yeah, it. I I feel the love in this project at some parts. Yes. While other parts are so distracting that it makes me forget about the stuff I actually like. Um, and then at the end when they're all in Piccadilly Circus and like Judy Dench is just singing to the camera. Yeah, like that's that's dumb. They're talking, sing talking to the camera. Sing talking. What is a jellico cat? You just watched a two hour movie about it. You didn't know there was going to be a quiz at the end. <laughs> what are you going to call him by? You're going to address him as cat because he don't know you like that. So I'm sorry I got worked so worked up <laughs> about cats. Yeah. But the fact is I said it was going to be terrible. And you were right. And it was terrible. It, you were right. Do you want to read some really bad reviews? Sure. I'm pulling these from Ruin My Week. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Screenshots of these tweets. Cats is the worst. Mo- this is all caps. Cats is the worst movie I have seen this year. A truly awful and ugly film that I wish I could erase from my brain. Oh, yikes. <laughs> Watching Cats is like stumbling upon an unholy and heretofore unknown genre born. <laughs> Every time these horny fur demons tongue a milk bowl and start moaning, 
I was certain the FBI would raid the theater. <laughs> I like that one. This one says, by the time I left the theater, I wasn't even sure what a real cat looked like anymore. <laughs> Glad to report that cats is everything you'd hope for and more. A mesmerizingly ugly fiasco that makes you feel like your brain is being eaten by a parasite. <laughs> a viewing experience so stressful that it honestly brought on a migraine. That Ouch. was from Robbie Collin. <laughs> this one's good. From Ty Burr. Oh, God, my eyes. That's all it <laughs> Oh, God. My eyes. Finally, a whole new generation can discover that Cats the Musical is two hours of human-feline hybrids without genitals having no touch sex and begging for death via song. Oh, my God. <laughs> cats is the worst thing to happen to cats since dogs. Ah, groaner foul. Ah. Hashtag cats movie is terrible. A descent into madness, while at the same time showing you what the gates of hell might look like. This is a way to torture someone. This comes from someone who can appreciate musicals. I did burst out laughing when the first cat jumped out singing. <laughs> I watched cats in a sustained two-hour full-body recoil. It is hideous. It is terrible. It is nightmare and chaos come to horrible life. <laughs> they never stop singing. Clarice, have, have the, the lambs stopped stop screaming? Watching cats is like attending a dinner party hosted by your polyamorous friends. Oh no! You spend the whole time worried that it is two minutes away from turning into an orgy. Oh god. That one's a little rude. <laughs> I don't like its tone. It's come to horrible life. <laughs> Yes, we're going to be announcing the winner of our December contest. <clears throat> the winner of our December contest was... Who is it? Who is it? <laughs> it's Allie Kerr! Allie! We love you, Yay! Allie! Allie, I liked your review. I would like to read Allie's review, may I? Please. We have no tact. <laughs> Kicking and streaming is the only podcast I listen to while getting ready in the morning. Carrie and Ross are hysterical, and their banter is heartwarming. This podcast is great for a long drive to work, road trips, etc. Do yourself a favor and subscribe! Thanks for doing that, Allie. Allie, we love you! <laughs> Allie, I love you, and I know it was genuine. <laughs> yeah, thank you! But this means that Allie gets to pick the first feature that we cover in 2020. She sure does! She has informed us that she would like us to cover, for our first episode of the season, Labyrinth, 1986, starring our dearly departed David Bowie. Yeah, it was the first film that presented me with that real age-old question, are you a boy or a girl? <laughs> right! You know? Yeah! Like, all of the above. Or none of the above. Or whatever works. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure Bowie was an alien. <laughs> Ziggy Plague. Ah. <laughs> Is there life on Mars? There's a star man. <laughs> yeah. 
I miss Bowie. I miss Bowie too. You guys can look out for that episode at the end of January. We should honestly call this Ross and Carrie present Jim Henson. (laughs) (laughs) Allie was concerned that maybe we were doing too much Jim Henson. No. My response to that was there's no such thing as too much Jim Henson. There's no such thing. I agree. (laughs) He brings us such joy. Yes. I I promise after this, we won't do Jim Henson for a while. It'll be kind of easy because once February gets here, we're going to move into rom-coms and I'm really going to put you through some things. It's going to be a good time. You look so upset. You know, there's only one rom-com I like and we've already done it. Oh my God. That means you're going to be extra fun for the ones that I have in mind. I mean, I'm sure you've got some good things in mind. February. It's like the two towers. Yeah. It's not necessary. (laughs) You know? Oh my God. Like I just want it to go right from January to being March. Valentine's Day? You don't like Valentine's Day? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know her. I've never had to worry about that before. That's fair. You know what I might do this year? What? (laughs) I might try speed dating. why not? I've actually been speed dating. Life is already so fucking weird. It, it's not as <laughs> it's not as horrible as you might think as long as you don't make it weird. Okay. You know what I mean? I don't know. <laughs> you're you're charming, you're engaging. Thank you. You'll be just fine. Mm-hmm. Just ask them lots of questions about themselves. That's the easiest way to go about it. And then FaceTime me afterwards. In the meantime, guys, you can find all of our episodes at kickingandstreaming.podbean.com. You can follow us on Twitter at kick and stream. K-I-C-K-N. S-T-R-E-A-M. Very good. Until then, guys, I'm Carrie. I'm Ross. And as always, sorry, sorry, Mom. Mom. Gothic news, gothic news, gothic news, gothic news, gothic news.